Repetitive strain injury in youth athletes impacts muscles, nerves, ligaments, and tendons. These types of injuries are commonly caused by overuse. So how should a youth athlete train to prevent these types of injuries? Here to talk about youth athlete development and overuse injuries is Dr. Niru Jayanthi, an Emory Sports Medicine physician, director of Emory Sports Medicine Research and Education, and director of the Emory Tennis Medicine Program. Another in the podcast series, Advancing Your Health with Emory Healthcare. Here's Bill Klaproth. Dr. Jayanthi, thank you so much for your time. So let's talk about culture a little bit first. What is the current culture of youth sports in America? Well, yeah, you know, Bill, uh, um, I think things have changed over the probably last 20 years or so, even 30 years, where now young athletes are training for expertise, trying to become elite athletes, not so much for fun. It's becoming a bit adult-driven, and, and while it's great to develop a lot of young athletes at the elite level, we're actually hurting some of our participation numbers, and as a result, which we'll talk about, um, is perhaps getting more overuse injuries based on some of our research. So the issue of youth sports specialization, how is that compounding this whole issue? Yeah, you know, uh, it used to be where you go and try a bunch of different sports and explore and find the one that you liked. And maybe in high school or even perhaps uh, through high school, you'd still play a number of sports. But now um, a lot of emphasis has been placed on younger and younger athletes only choosing one sport. Um, and what that age and when that should be is, is not completely clear. We did have a study looking at about 1,200 young athletes and, and found that, uh, you know, kids are training and specializing only in one sport at about the age of 12 in many sports and sometimes even younger and leading to more overuse and also serious overuse injuries. And so, um, you know, is it really the right path to do that for most sports? It probably isn't. There are certainly exceptions, but, you know, this thought that this is going to be the way to really develop the best young athletes um, in most situations is, is probably not the right path for most young athletes. I say most because there's certainly exceptions with certain sports and certain situations. So do you think it's a good idea then to have youth athletes play a variety of sports? Well, you know, I think that answer is sports specific. So uh, if you look at a football player, the best athletes in football are great at track and wrestling and basketball, and they do a lot of sports and the best athletes rise at the top and they may get college scholarships. The certain technical sports, like gymnastics and maybe even tennis, which I do a, a lot of, obviously, um, that sometimes, you know, you may need to, to try to get those technical skills younger. But what is that age? Should you be doing that at 6, at 8, at, at 10? We think that you want to at least get to somewhere in middle adolescence for most sports. So at least get to 10 to 12, maybe even a little bit later if possible. Um, but understanding that while some people... Uh, may still choose only to specialize in a sport and they may be getting their benefit. You want to watch for early signs of injury where the risk is much higher, uh, the signs of burnout and overtraining. And so, yes, it can still be successful to play only one sport, but I think you have to look at each kid individually and not think that every kid's going to get a college scholarship and, and train our entire youth athlete population the same way um, um, and then get a whole bunch of injuries and kids quitting as a result. That's really, really good information. So let's talk about your research. What has your research done to change youth sports? Because this is a very valuable information for parents and for children, too. You know, we stumbled upon uh, these things probably almost 10 years ago where we 
were the first to report that there was a potential risk of overuse injury with uh, single sport activities, like you know, um, specializing in one in one sport. But it wasn't just that playing only one sport was the issue. Um, it was actually, um, and, and not just getting overuse injuries, but it's actually the serious overuse injuries. Kids are getting being out for one to three months, having a lot of recurrent injuries. So I, I believe it allowed national governing bodies and, and other organizations and academies in sports medicine to kind of look at this based on that early data that we've been able to reproduce and others as well, showing, hey, we should have, we need to make a culture change so that not everyone is, is trying to train to be an elite athlete and then having these problems, but looking at a, a different model that makes sports a lifetime experience for kids. And and so this is probably a 10- to 20-year project to do that. Um, we followed through with a number of other studies as well that maybe we can try to prevent some injuries as well. So you were just mentioning more serious injuries in youth athletes. So what are some specific guidelines that may be helpful for preventing youth sports injuries? That's true, yeah. You know, we, you know, I always say that cancer and cardiology researchers are, are way smarter than me. I try to just do basic research to give some simple guidelines and simple um, training rules that can help parents and coaches. Um, and some of those, uh, for example, are uh, we found that if you train more hours per week than your age as a young athlete, you are more likely to get overuse injuries. So, for example, if you are 12 years old, you'd want to do less than 12 hours a week of training. Um, another uh, simple rule, aside from trying to delay specialization uh, if possible, and certainly in kids under <clears throat> 10 or 12 years old, try to get them to have a variety of sports, is actually this concept of free play. And free play is playing sports for fun, which imagine that concept. We've, we've seemed to have lost that one um, in today's culture where kids are just, you know, playing without adult supervision and coaching. And so we found that actually kids who play twice as much or train twice as much in organized sports as they do for fun are also more likely to get overuse injuries. And so we think when you play for fun and you play on your own, you're, um, you're much more likely to self-regulate. The kid can just say, I'm tired, I stop. Um, and in fact, actually get more physical activity during the week, but on their own terms. So I think if we can get more kids getting environments where they're actually self-directing their, their sports path, I think we'll be more successful. That's really interesting information. Great and easy to remember guidelines. Basically only train up to your age and hours and encourage free play. Very easy to remember, and I would think easy to execute as well as a parent is watching over their son or daughter who are practicing and training in a specific sport. So when it comes to a youth athlete having an injury, what should a parent or coach know about when to bring a child in for an evaluation? Yeah, that's a really great and an important question. You know, when we think, you know, you can't bring everyone in the first day of an injury, and this is barring concussions and fractures and ACL injuries, but we're talking about these kind of silent overuse injuries. And when is when is normal pain okay? And so there's certain high-risk areas I think we need to pay attention to, which is, you know, among them are in young athletes, is the low back is one big one where almost half of young athletes who have low back symptoms for a couple of weeks end up having some sort of bone stress injury. Also, the elbow in particularly overhand athletes and the shoulder um, have been really, um, you know, uh, high-risk areas for young athletes. One of the more recent ones we're seeing is actually hip joint problems and hip impingement, um, which is happening in a variety of sports and trying to uh, identify those kids early so they don't have to go on and have injections or surgeries is another critical area that we're seeing. 
Um, the whole concept of injury prevention is we're kind of left with that until this culture changes, is trying to identify things early, getting evaluated early so you're not out for long periods of time. Um, we were very interested in doing this, um, and we did a study where we compared kids who would get a bunch of counseling recommendations on some of these things that I told you about of our training guidelines and kids who did not get them, and we just followed them for a year, and we found a significant reduction in their injury rates, and those kids who were able to follow recommendations, this is getting published in uh, uh, the British Journal of Sports Medicine in a few months, um, and it gives us hope that we can help guide parents, and you mentioned it being easy. The parents have the best intentions, but it's not easy in the environment because you might say, I want my kid to play a little bit less, but then all of a sudden they're not making their team and they're not making their high school team or they're not making their club team and they kind of get siphoned out of the system. So um, we have some work on both ends, the injury prevention, the early recognition side, but then also trying to make sure we help improve the culture so the parents and the coaches and everyone's on board to say, it's okay, you don't have to do this in every situation. You don't have to train uh, maybe this much for this particular child who has a higher risk of injury has a has a problem. So, um, so I think if you work on all ends, you have a better chance of helping helping out a lot of young athletes. Well, that's a good point as well. Finding that balance in training. So, thanks for bringing that up because that makes a lot of sense. So, you were talking about low back, elbow, shoulder, some areas to really be um, cautious about if there is an injury in those areas. And to wrap up, Doctor JNT, are there other ways to prevent overuse? injuries in youth athletes? I mean, we think actually off-court conditioning, uh, which um, helps to unload some of the the, um, the areas that, that are at risk um, in some ways. And there's some pretty clear evidence on things such as what we call neuromuscular training programs, which is simple warm-up techniques like that you can do in young girls' soccer and even in tennis. And we do dynamic warm-ups. And so the, the proper way to warm up, not typical stretching, but, but uh, um, really uh, movement patterns that recreate your sport. Uh, these are a lot of simple ways that you make as part of your habits. And then, um, uh, and that goes along with parent, athlete, and coaching education to do that. And we're here, you know, at the end of it, if, if, if things are ending up being uh, affecting their performance, having pain or injury that uh, keeps them out, out from uh, being where they want to, we're always here as sports medicine doctors to take care of those kids. But I'd love to rather see them on the tennis court or, or on the on the soccer field, in my opinion, it's much more fun to see that than see him hurt in the office. Absolutely. Well, thanks for your time today, Dr. Jayanti. For more information, please visit emoryhealthcare.org/orthopedics. That's emoryhealthcare.org/orthopedics. You're listening to Advancing Your Health with Emory Healthcare. I'm Bill Claproth. Thanks for listening.